Hello and good morning, or afternoon, or evening, whenever you're listening. This is another episode of the Hey I Like You podcast with me, your host, Becky. All right, so I feel like for the past couple weeks now, we've had the privilege of listening to me with some guests. And that's been a lot of fun. But today, it's just my sweet melodic voice into your beautiful eardrums. And I'm kind of excited. I have been keeping track on my phone of like different notes and things that I think I would find interesting or funny. And uh, I was going through it and I'm like, okay, this is the moment. This is the time. So guys, let's buckle up and get this show on the road. Um, just a little housekeeping, just a little checkup before we get too into things. How are you doing? Like we're, we're coming to the end of July. It's nearly August. Summer's basically over. Winter is fast approaching. Um, side note, this like only really applies to people in Edmonton. But anyways, broadly, how's everyone else doing? Hmm. How am I doing? I'm doing okay. Um, just nothing really exciting to report. Keeping busy at work. Uh, watching some reality TV. Still making our way through Below Deck. And it is still fantastic. And been watching some of the Olympics. Which I know are problematic. Which I know have their issues. Which I know are not the greatest thing in the world. But also, man, your girl loves watching the Olympics. Yesterday, watched Sevens Rugby, the men's and women's synchronized diving Canada got silver in diving like mm, I love it I love it um but yeah I don't have anything too great or like wowing going on in my life right now which like is happy and sad because it's very chill but you know I like a little bit of a excitement a little bit of pizzazz um so without further ado I have some questions of the soul or some internet google searches that I think we could just take a deeper look at um the other day I asked google can too much air exhaust you Uh, I don't know like I still inconclusive um it was a regular old day and if you've known me and my friends who I live with for five seconds Oh, sorry. I'm like, I just woke up. I'm already exhausted. Um, if you've known any of us for five seconds, we go on walks. We go on walks in our neighborhood. We've got a cute little two mile loop and we do it almost every day. One of these days I'd been in, in the house all day. I wasn't working. I think I was just like doing stuff around the house, maybe even doing stuff with the podcast. My gosh, this has been fun, but it has also been a difficult anyways. We went on this walk and like five minutes into the walk and it's about like a 35 to 40 minute walk. Your girl was beat, like so tired. And I went from feeling fine. And so you're probably like, Becky, it wasn't too much air. It was physical exercise, like figure out what the real issue was. And to that I say, was it physical exercise though? Because I'm pretty physically active guys, but I hadn't had fresh air in a hot day. And, uh, anyways, didn't, didn't enjoy that feeling. Made it home, survived. They didn't have to carry me. It wasn't, wasn't like the pioneers. Like I, 
I sang as I walked and walked and walked and we made it. But I'm always going to wonder, was it the air that exhausted me? I don't know. Um, and then, uh, oh, something that I feel like maybe is an answerable question out there. Like someone could help me with this. Why do movie covers and this, we have to go back to like the age of like DVDs for this, which, you know, they don't really exist anymore. Bless their hearts, rest their souls. But reflect back with me real quick to when there was DVDs the movie cover and for the most part I'm picturing primarily the Pirates of the Caribbean movie cover you have like Orlando Bloom I was about to say Jack Black <laughs> Jack Sparrow who was played by Johnny Depp Orlando Bloom Johnny Depp Kira Knightley and the man that played Barbosa, whose name I don't know so you have like their four faces on the original Pirates of the Caribbean DVD above them you have four names but you never have the actor's face and the actor's name above or below each other you'd have for example like orlando bloom almost did it again jack sparrow who's played by johnny depp orlando bloom johnny depp kira knightley that dude in that order and then their names are like random old dude whose name Becky can't remember Kira Knightley above Johnny Depp's head Orlando Bloom above Kira Knightley's head and Johnny Depp above the old guy and I'm like why why do we never have the corresponding name to face on DVD covers I just I don't get it and I remember as a kid it frustrating me and um I never got an answer to it and so I just needed to say that out loud can anyone tell me why we never correspond faces to names so some other things that have been on my mind lately, um, and these are like under my toxic traits slash thoughts, because my Googleable questions, I try to keep them somewhat relevant to Google, but other times I just have thoughts or things that I do, which I jokingly call my toxic traits. And we're going to talk about two of those today. So quick topic change. The first one being... Women who use men's bathrooms when there's a lineup outside the ladies, those women have more confidence than I would even know what to do with. Um, so because I've been watching Starstruck and I love it and there's only six episodes. So yes, I've been rewatching it. Um, in the first episode, Jessie, love her, uses the men's bathroom and meets Tom. Talk about a meet cute, right? Like in a bathroom in a club on New Year's. I'm being sarcastic. But alas, I was watching it and I was like, damn, confidence. And it got me thinking to a time I used to work at the Catholic school district as a speech therapy assistant and we had to do opening year mass or like beginning of the year mass. And we would all meet and like, I mean, everyone, like the janitors, the principals, the teachers, the assistants, like myself, we would all meet for mass and it would be the capacity. Like the building would be full up. There was a couple different churches in the city we all went to because it's an entire school district. And I remember one day just at the end of mass having to pee, walking to the bathroom and seeing the lineup come out the bathroom and down the hall. And you know who didn't have a lineup right next door? The men's. And you know who didn't use the men's bathroom? Your girl Becky here. I just held it. I was like, I'm not waiting in lineup and I'm not going into the men's. Goodbye. 
But two of my coworkers from the school I was at, they confidently strode into the men's bathroom and I was like shocked and not in a like, oh my gosh, that's inappropriate. I was shocked. Like I want to be their, their level of confident one day (laughs) because this is thoughts now verging into toxic traits. I have like a really weird thing when it, I don't even know if it's weird. I just have a strong opinion when it comes to bathrooms. Let me explain. I have a sense of whether or not I will use a bathroom in a home the moment I cross the threshold. Like when I was living in Montreal, going into lots of people's houses, meeting lots of new people, I would walk into their house and it was just like split second decision. My gut would tell me, no, you can't pee here. Yeah, you can pee here. And I would just go with it. And I never went back on a decision. (laughs) And that does not mean that they were dirty or gross bathrooms. I don't know. Cause I just, I never went into the bathroom ever. And it's not even Montreal. It's not even strangers houses. I have friends who I've known for years. And the first time I hung out at their place, I walked into the house and my gut was just like, no, you won't be peeing here. And I never did. <laughs> and it's probably not good. Some of you are probably listening like, Becky, you're going to get a UTI. You need to just start peeing more. I mean, you know what? Let's risk it for the biscuit. I'm pretty okay with it. I've gone on this long. Like, let's bring on the UTIs. I'm fine. But (laughs) I just, I'm someone who likes to feel safe and like comfortable when I go to the bathroom and not safe in the sense like I don't want someone to reach over the stall door and attack me. I need to be safe, like full bum on the seat, take a deep breath, maybe like a nice sigh. And just unload my worries and my stress from the day. And yeah, I can do that in some public bathrooms. Some public bathrooms are comfortable and safe for me. Not all, but there are a few. And my bathroom at home, 100%. Feel so safe. Love that place. I'll be, I'll just be scrolling on TikTok and Instagram until my knees fall asleep. And then I get up and, you know, wash my hands and move on with my life. But I feel like maybe my, like, bathroom drama stems from peeing in a lot of random roadside like rest stop bathrooms in a lot of different countries throughout Europe as a child and for the most part always clean always safe but I uh, I'm a full bummer and I need to fully feel like I can sit down and some of you are like okay well you're just gonna get something gross from the toilet seat and you know what again to that I say bring it on 27 living life wild over here straight wilding fully sitting on toilet seats bring on the weird incurable diseases. I'd like a challenge. So, you know, do that for me. Okay. But, (laughs) but that's me. That's just another fun trait about Becky. I wish I had the confidence to pee in a men's bathroom and I will not pee unless I feel safe. (laughs) And every time I do episodes where it's just me, I have, okay, literally this was the entire prompt I had on my phone. Women who use men's bathrooms when the ladies have a lineup, more confidence than I know what to do with. Could have, could have just kind of shared that. Then I went in deeper and shared a lot about me. So I'm glad we got to share that moment together. Quick topic change again now to a different toxic trait of mine. When I had Kennedy on, she used the word chuggy. And then in the Instagram stories, I talked about how much I hate the word chuggy. Not because I don't like being called old and outdated. That's fine. Bring it on. 
I hate the word chuggy for the way it sounds and the way it feels coming out of my mouth. Um, and I tried to Google a word for that. It looks like maybe the closest word is like synesthesia, which has to do with like the feeling, the color a word creates and like the sound a word is. So TBD if that's actually the correct word to describe my feelings. But yes, the word chuggy, I think it's it's the mouth feel. It's the way my mouth has to move to say it. And I hate that it's got like, this is so weird in my mind because I don't even know how to explain it but I hate that it has like what I would call a hard U like a very clear and pronounced like U sound chew you got the oo and then I hate that it has a sharp G G and I hate that it has a sharp Y so in my mind I'm like it has a lot of sharp strong sounds and that's what bothers me you gotta you put them all together chuggy hate it hate it hate it hate it I have a couple friends who are speech language pathologists if you're listening can you tell me if there's a word to describe what I'm trying to describe because that word trash garbage fire throw it out another word that is trash garbage fire and needs to be thrown out is the word tummy disgusting not for the same reasons um tummy I can say it I don't hate it I, I don't love saying it. I would say belly. Way more fun. Love saying the word belly. Think that one is a riot. Tummy. Very boring and kind of lame. So for a quick explanation into why Becky is this way. In grade five, we had the My Changing Body Day at school. It was all about periods, puberty, sex, all the things that kids should know in grade five. And I'm honestly not mad that they had this. I think a comprehensive sexual education program is imperative, and I think the world would be better if we had in-depth and comprehensive sexual education. Grade five, sure. Like, start them when they're young, but hit them where it hurts later with a lot more information. So in grade five, we just had to watch the videos about, like, my changing body for the men and for the women and get a sense of what we were about to experience as, like, how old was I in grade five? nine ten year olds ten I think I was uh, 11 when we left Italy in grades at the end of grade six so I'm gonna say ten in grade five we'll see if I'm right some of you will fight me I'm sure but alas um (laughs) we were doing that my changing body day and uh for one of the portions it was just the girls with some medical doctors who were explaining periods and just We'd watched the video about how my body, which our bodies would change, and now they were talking to us about how our bodies would change, so that we, we could ask questions. I zero questions, very much uninterested, did not want to be there. Wished the ground would have swallowed me whole. Anyways, some of those sweet classmates of mine had questions. You know, like the Bethanies and the Tiffanies and the Cassandras of the class. They had questions. They always do, and. I remember the the doctor lady, she was chatting about your period and she was saying like, oh, you're going to have tummy pain and you're going to have tummy aches and then your tummy's going to hurt and you're going to have cramps and it's going to feel like your tummy hurts. And I remember just sitting there being disgusted about how my body would change, but almost equally as disgusted at this grown woman using the word tummy so liberally. And... I feel as though that word should cease its existence after the age of nine. Like once you turn 10, tummy is a garbage word and we throw it out and we only use it when we're talking to people 
under the age of nine. Um, but I guess we all would have been about 10 and this lady was throwing tummy around. So maybe I have to adjust my age scale because I hated it. And I don't know if so much in that moment I decided it or if it came a couple years later, but reflecting back, I'm like, yeah, I was never going to use that word again. She had ruined tummy for me. And you know what? I never did. Now I only use tummy when I'm talking to my very cute nephews and asking them if their tummy hurts. But personally, in my mind, the hierarchy of the words that describe that part of your body go stomach. Kind of old, a little boring, very clear, very succinct. I know exactly what you're talking about. Belly. Fun. Fun to say. Love a good buh sound at the beginning of a word. Have no issue with it. Wouldn't really use it unless I was talking to a kid. Tummy. Hate it. Never want to use it. Never want to hear it. And um, we'll only use when talking to children, but honestly, I think we're all just better off if we don't use it ever again. That is my other toxic trait of today. So diving into something a little more concrete, a topic that I'd like to expand upon a little more in depth, I would say. I had a thought recently, or I've been having this thought over the past couple of years, and every now and then it rears its head again. And I'm like, hmm, that might be worth talking on the podcast. Hmm, that might be worth talking on the podcast. Hmm. Guess who has a podcast? Guess who's going to talk about it today? Me, myself, I, Becky Smith. What up? Welcome. Today, I'd like to conquer the ever-elusive and unattainable aspect of being cool. Um, what the hell does that mean? Please define. So, I, I had some thoughts. I was doing some tip-tap typing in my phone. And the first thought, like when I was thinking about like cool, what it means to be cool, who thinks you're cool, how to, how to get this like social hierarchy because people think you deserve it. And the first thought that I came up with, or the first thought that came to me, I mean, is that we put our lives on hold and we stop doing things because we don't want to lose that currency. We don't want to lose our coolness. And Every week I say this, this isn't a religion podcast, but obviously a major part of my life revolves around my religious affiliation, my religious activities I do with people from my church. So it is not a podcast that discusses religion, but it is a podcast that will discuss the way I live my life as a result of the religion I follow. And so here we go again. Um... So some of you might be like, Becky, none of us have thought about these thoughts after we left high school because we all became adults. And um, to that, I say congratulations. I, on the other hand, um, (laughs) never really truly left high school, I feel, because I am in what's called YSA. YSA for non-Mormon listeners is young single adults. So the way the church is kind of built up in pockets where the population um, warrants it and the places where the population can allow it is there'll be separate church congregations for people between the ages of 18 and 30 who were single or unmarried. So you can be dating. The whole idea is that you'll date and get married and get out. Um, And so anyways, within YSA, 18 to 30, a few hundred people every Sunday, you all see each other, you hang out, you get to know who everyone is. You're not necessarily close with them all, but you all have an understanding. And I feel, to a certain degree, 
that being in a YSA environment, in a church environment of 18 to 30 year olds who are all unmarried, it's like a never ending high school. And so I have had a lot of time to think, or I've had like this whole concept of cool stay with me this long, I think, because of the design of going to church with people and being like, oh, I just feel like I'm in a never ending high school scenario. Um, and so that might look different depending on the activity or the event, but somewhere where it remains consistent and it'll always show up is when you're doing a party or a get together or a games night or a bonfire and you start texting people to invite them out and they hit you back with the worst text, in my opinion, one of the worst texts. I'm sure if I got a text saying someone died, that would obviously take precedence. But until then, and I've sent this one myself, so I am a hypocrite, but you already knew that. Who else is going? Or like, Who's invited? Or who's going to be there? Who have, you, who have you invited? That text makes my blood boil because I get so frustrated. And I know sometimes you genuinely are sending that text because perhaps there's been a run-in or a confrontation or a falling out and you're like, oh shoot, who's going to be there? Like, do I have to confront Sandra today? Or like, is this a safe place for me to go? But that's not the only time people send that text. Other times it's because they want to know like, oh, well, like, how do I have to dress? Are there going to be cool people there? Do I need to look good? Is it worth my time? Is it like worthy of me showing up? because there's going to be cool people there or should I just pass like we measure our social activities and our social engagements against whether or not we think it's going to be like an outing of our our status an outing of our caliber of our cool factor level and I effing hate it so let's not do that anymore guys okay like done fixed problem solved because I don't know. I'm like, when people are doing things, when people want to hang out, when people want to get together, when they want to be social, let's just be social. I know I chatted when Martha and I were doing the podcast, and maybe to this topic, you've already like had a little taste of it. Um, and we chatted about things that we liked and loved about ourselves. And I had said that one of those things that I like and love about myself is like showing up for others because I love my parents and they kind of instilled in me this idea of like when someone's put time and energy into something, you show up. If it sucks, if it's awkward, if it's lame, if it's boring. You show up and you like put on a brave face and you thank them for your time and you participate as well as you can because they deserve that. Like they deserve your support. And so going into that aspect of coolness, if a friend texts me, if a friend invites me, if there's a group get together happening, if I can make it, if it's possible for me to go, sometimes I have asked who else is going to be there, but I try to just be like, okay, I'm showing up. Because that is the polite thing to do. And I don't really care who's going to be there. And I just think that that is how we should start doing things. Because another thing that came to mind as I thought about this whole cool factor and this whole status symbol, status level affecting our lives as adults is you can't buy anything with cool currency. You Like, you can't. You can network as an adult. You can network and get better jobs and better opportunities through networking. That is, it's, that's a separate factor. But being cool, being seen as like 
oh, they're the cool kids. You can't buy shizzle. There's nothing to do with it. I think in junior high, late elementary, high school, the whole like playground hierarchy, that had a place. Unfortunately, it's all a part of the entire world population's development, like adolescent experience. And you know what? Wish it was less traumatizing for some children. Wish it was kinder to all children. But it happens on the playground. And let's leave it on the playground. Because, yeah, nothing grinds my gears more than this, like, sitting around in our 20s and talking about people like, oh, they're so cool. We're like, I don't know. I think it's one thing to emulate or admire someone. But, like, you're cool too, Barbara. You're cool too, Jason. Like, there are things that you do. There's talents you have. There's gifts that you can bring, that you can give. There's energy that you provide, which is just as important, just as warranted, just as needed. But we're so hung up on looking at others and trying to be like others. And I feel like so many of my topics all kind of crisscross and mishmash together. Because now I'm thinking about last week's episode with Tash and that comparison game. And that idea of like comparing yourself to others not doing things because you want to look as good as them or making making yourself out to be more or less than depending on whoever you're comparing yourself to kind of measuring and balancing your life against theirs and I feel like we do the same thing and for those of you who aren't in YSA maybe you did this in junior high but we are still doing the same thing as adults in my life because we're still preoccupied with being cool with being able to pull the right kind of people to our parties with being able to achieve a right kind of social status in a world where it means absolutely nothing. So let's stop it right now. Okay, done. Put that baby to bed. Walk away from it. We don't care about being cool. Um, because I don't know. I'm just on a high horse at this point. But when I think about people in my life that I do emulate or admire like Tash, who was on last week's episode. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. And apologizing for the hundredth time again, the audio is shite on that episode. Um, I had listened to that episode five times in one day and like two times before that to edit it, to clean it up. I would upload it. It would get like all garbled together and audios would be out of sync and out of place. I would delete it. I would re-upload it. I would re-listen to it. Same thing. I would delete it. I would edit it, I'd clean it up, I would re-up, anyways, it was a nightmare. So go back and listen to that episode, and at the 33, 34 minute mark, just pretend that the beginning of the episode is not appearing in the middle, because last week was a rough week. Here's hoping this week's better. But in that episode with Tash, and we chatted about confidence, and when I think about people like her in my life, that is someone that I think is so confident, so impressive, someone that I want to strive to be more like but I don't look at people like that and think oh she's so cool like I wish I could be more like her I wish I could have that I wish no because I know that there's parts of of me I know me as a whole I'm just as good I'm just as worthy as that praise as that adoration as that respect like all that love that I pour out on others I need to be able to to look back and be able to to pour it out and to give it on myself And if you're not in a place that you can do that right now, if you're very much focused on, on those around you and how much 
better they seem and how much cooler they appear to be and how much just more successful or greater or cooler or funnier or better than you are, you got to stop. Like Tash said about comparison last week, it's so hard on yourself. And so cut that out. I think when I think about my life and my confidence, it's true. There's a part of it that I was just born with and I will forever be grateful for that. There's a part of it that came from Michele Sorrentino telling me every Sunday I was the prettiest in the family. That You can't really dull that sparkle once you have it. And then there's just a part of it coming from <laughs> TMI? Coming from standing in front of a mirror in my bedroom naked most of the time and just like envisioning like just pushing all the love in the world I have for myself onto myself um once upon a time I heard it was called mirror gazing and I don't say the words out loud I'm not standing there being like oh my gosh Becky you're so effing beautiful but I'm standing there and I'm taking all of me in I'm observing all that I have the way that I look the way that my body feels the way my body looks rolls it bounces whatever and I'm feeling and thinking all those things so loud in my head that you would think I am saying them out loud And so when I look at people like Tash and when I look at other people in my life that are confident, that are cool, that are fun, that are charming, that are enchanting, I can say all those things about them because I can say all of those things about myself as well. They're not cooler than me. They're not better than me. They're wonderful people and I am wonderful too. And I just think two things, I guess, when I try to sum up this topic. Stop comparing yourself. Stop three things I guess because that was not one that I had in mind stop comparing yourself like you are just as great as those around you there is no point in concerning yourself with whether or not you're cool leave it in the adolescent development stage leave it on the playground the playground hierarchy is shit and it does not matter and it doesn't matter as an adult and yes to the you know, whatever percentage of my audience who aren't in kind of isolated, small, um, religious populations like I am, who this topic does not affect in any way. Sorry, but thanks for listening. But to everyone else who does kind of find themselves in this, in this little pond or this little, and it doesn't have to be religious. It could be just a different little pond, but to anyone else who finds themselves in this little pond where there still feels to be this playground hierarchy rule. Just laugh. Just like laugh at it. Turn your back on it. Walk away from it. Because the second that you stop giving it power, it will begin to crumble. I feel like there's a lot of things in our lives that affect us because we give them the power to affect us. And so if I'm looking around assessing who's cooler than me and giving, giving them the power, and let's be clear, the cool people are not mean. By any stretch of the term. We just give them power because we associate them with something we don't have in ourselves. And that's... Everyone's different. Everyone's going to have different gifts. But that doesn't mean anyone's better than you. That doesn't mean you're better than anyone else. And so... Sometimes I get talking a mile a minute and I run out of my notes. And I get kind of lost. So that's where my brain's at right now. But what I was trying to think around and think about is coolness is not 
a factor that can affect your life. I once lived with a girl who kind of was sharing her thoughts on this in the same way that I'm sharing them now. And it was like a light bulb went on in my head. I was 25. No, I think I would have been 24. I was 24 and someone asked her, they're like, you're not concerned with being cool. And she was just like, well, why would I be? She's like, those people are great, but they're not better than me. And these people over here are great. Like the different people, the different pockets that we had dignified as being like the top of the playground food chain. (laughs) Um, And she was like, yeah, they're all fine people. They're all good people, but no one's like better than me. So why am I going to break my neck trying to appease people who don't affect me? Like they're in their own friend group. They have their own thing going on. They have their own people to hang out with. I don't need them and they don't need me. They're not better than me. I'm not better than them. They're not bad people, but they're not my friends. So why am I breaking my neck to appeal to people who don't need me and I don't need them? And that isn't meant to sound cold and distant and harsh. It's just meant to say, worry about yourself. Love yourself. Take time for yourself. Take time for your friends. Show up for your friends. Support your friends. And work on just being happy with where you're at and where you're standing in life. We don't have to be so consumed with pulling the right kind of people to our parties or pulling the right kind of people in our phone contacts. Like, I feel like there was times in high school and there was times when I was kind of first in this YSA scene where if I would make plans and then if a better plan came up, if someone that I thought was cooler than me or better than me or like higher than me on some non-existent food chain, I would scrap the plans I'd made with my friends to go after something that I thought would make me cooler. And looking back, I look like such a dingus. I think that was real embarrassing. And I'm really sorry to the friends I kind of shortchanged on the way because it wasn't kind and it wasn't good. And I'm still me. I'm still doing (laughs) everything I've always been doing. (laughs) I think the most important thing that comes to mind when I toy with this whole concept of coolness is you can't buy anything with cool currency. It does you no good to have. It doesn't exist. It's like Bitcoin. (laughs) I feel like some tech nerd, tech genius is going to be cringing at that. Bitcoin, I'm sure, is very much real, but because it's something I do not have, I cannot see, and I do not see affecting my life immediately, in my mind, it doesn't exist. Coolness is like Bitcoin. It doesn't exist. (laughs) And sure, maybe you can buy stuff with Bitcoin, but you can't buy stuff with coolness, so stop stressing about it. Stop worrying about it. Take a deep breath. Look at yourself naked in the mirror. Project all the love you have in your mind to that reflection in the mirror. Focus on that person first. Then look at the people in your life. Look at the people around you, who surround you, who uphold you, who uplift you. Lots of ups in that phrase. Now take that love that you were shouting at your mirror reflection. Shout it at them. Sometimes in words. Sometimes in actions. Sometimes in quality time. Show them that you care about them. Show them that you love them. And make those the relationships you worry about. Because you can't buy anything with cool currency because it doesn't exist all right soapbox moment ending (laughs) that's just that's been on my mind a lot lately and I just want you to know that whoever you are listening out there that I like you and I hope you like yourself 
because this podcast was designed just to be that, just to occupy a happy space on the internet that reminded me, and I hopefully reminded you and my friends, the listeners, that there are things to like and to love and to enjoy about yourself and about your life and about your experiences and about your friendships and about your relationships with others because it doesn't all have to be point A to point B. It is going to be messy along the way. There's going to be ups and downs and you deserve to be able to laugh, to smile, and to cry because all three of those things are very important. And if you do them in one day, I call that a hell of a successful day. But I want you to know that there are things to like about yourself, even on days where that's really hard. I've been there. My friends have been there. And that's normal. That's human. But you are so worthy of love. And there was something that I had posted on Instagram because it was weighing on my mind the other day, a couple days ago. Um, Oh my gosh, going back to this whole concept of cool. (laughs) When I was 22, I was living in an apartment here in Edmonton with some of my very best girlfriends, some girls that I honestly love, 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 love so much. And that was at a time in my life when there was definitely two guys in our church scene that were like cool like ice cold cool like they were the boys they were hot to trot girls were breaking their necks for them and they knew it and I'm pretty sure they thrived in that knowledge and then (laughs) one day I just kind of like took some time to sit and to reevaluate how I was feeling about myself with my friendships because we were friends with these two gentlemen in particular and I realized being friends with these guys who were in in my opinion and in the opinions of all the people I hung out with I was friends with these two guys who were the top of the playground food chain like these were the guys to impress these were the guys if you were having a party if they weren't there no one was going to show up like these were the guys to have around and one day I was just thinking about my life and I realized I didn't feel good when I hung out with them I didn't like the way I thought about myself when I hung out around them, I didn't like the way I felt. I felt pretty insecure. I felt, if you've seen The Duff, the movie, I felt like The Duff, which is an acronym for the Designated Ugly Fat Friend. And I remember just kind of having this light bulb moment of thinking, well, if I don't like how I feel around you, I'm just not going to hang out around you. Like, I don't want the the energy that comes from the three of us being together, I don't want that in my life. And I'm not meaning to say that these guys were bad or evil. They were just being themselves. But the energy that came as we were mixed together was not in any way something that was helping me, that was improving my quality of life. And I said my goodbyes. I just kind of wiped my hands of them and I walked away. And... In one instance, we did have a little conversation, me and one of them, and I let them know. I told them, like, hey, it just feels kind of like I'm, I literally, like, quoted so much of that movie back to them. I was like, it feels like I'm the gatekeeper to my my prettier, skinnier friends. It feels like I'm only invited to parties because I will bring the prettier, skinnier girls with me. And I don't want to feel that way in my friendships, so I don't want to be friends with you anymore. And... Honestly, one of the most liberating conversations I have ever had in my entire life. 
Um, not like no one likes being told that that's how they're making others feel. And so in that conversation, I just remember one of them being a little bit upset and a little frustrated because they say, and you know, maybe this is true, but they said like, oh, that wasn't ever what we wanted you to feel. That isn't ever like what we were trying to do. Okay. Like, thank you for saying it, but actions show otherwise. And if not your actions, just the way I feel around you said otherwise. So I'm not going to let myself hang out around you anymore. And it felt so good. Like after that conversation, when I walked away from that friendship, I felt so free, so happy and so much more comfortable in my skin and in the space I took up in the world and in the relationships I was making. And I just, oh man, I hope that you all know how great you are and how much you deserve. So anyways, I remembered that conversation. I remembered that story because I was about to tell you about an Instagram post I made a while ago. Um, It's summer, so it's Bikini Becky summer. We all know that. We all love that. And if you don't love that, I love that enough, so you don't have to. But I had posted on Instagram a picture of myself in the bikini, and I was like, oh, if I could write a letter to myself, like, younger Becky, like, here's what it would say. Um, And two of the things I mentioned were, you're not the duff because you're not you may have people in your life that allow you to feel that way or whose actions um whose actions kind of encourage you to feel that way because I'm not going to sit here and say that people are evil and malicious and you know what I I hope to believe I want to believe the best in everyone so you might feel like the duff because other people's actions but who knows if they're actually wanting you to feel like the duff anyways this is starting to sound like a riddle um but you're not the deaf. And then I said, you deserve so much more than the love you're allowing yourself to have. Because I know that at different stages in my life, younger Becky was very tolerating of, of feeling like the deaf or of feeling like the, the scraps of different things here and there that I was getting from people I shouldn't have been friends with. I thought that was enough. I was like, yeah this is good enough. I deserve this much. And then realizing, especially after talking with that one boy, how liberating it feels to put yourself in charge of the love and relationships in your life and to just walk away from, from the people who aren't giving it to you. And I just encourage all of you to, to reevaluate, look at your friendships, reevaluate how you feel, reevaluate how you give to them, how they give to you and, and what that feels like in the end. And it can be really scary. I was living with these girls. They were my best friends. And communally, as a household, we were friends with these guys. And choosing to walk away, I was like, well, this is going to be awkward because they'll come over or we'll go over there. And I was just kind of worried about how that would look. But honestly, it wasn't even an issue. I Now, looking back, I can't even remember if I ever hung out with those guys again intentionally. Like, it just whatever happens happens and it's fine but don't be afraid to walk away if you run into them at a party or if they show up at your house for a big party so what you don't have to hang out with them you don't have to do anything with them all you have to do is take care of yourself and it is (laughs) I'm just like very much impressed that at 22 I was like damn I did that I did (laughs) like I'm genuinely impressed with myself because that was a point in my life when I was so hung up 
on what other people would think of me and how I would get the right kind of people to hang out around me or the right kind of people to come over to my place and for like parties and get togethers when really I just want the people that are going to make me feel good. I just want the people who are going to care about me. I just want the people who encourage me to be my best self. And sometimes those aren't, those aren't the ones I'm giving priorities to. So reevaluate, cut those strings, move on with your life, be free. It feels amazing. Okay. <sighs> that was a longer tangent. Well, I didn't know where that was going to end up, but I liked where it went and I hope you guys did too. Um, so wrapping up, cause today's going to be a bit of a shorter episode because it's just me and I am kind of losing my voice and I need to drink some water. <laughs> um, but I wanted to chat chat about some things that I love and I like. The first one, action movie banter. <laughs> and to be specific, like silly action movie banter. Um, when I put this into my phone, the only example I gave myself, and so I'm like, when, when did this pop into your brain, Rebecca? Um, is like in the Fast and Furious movies, which if you didn't know, are my kryptonite, skipping two and three, hate two, hate three, but like one, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, soon to be 10. Um, I love like the banter between The Rock and Vin Diesel or Vin Diesel and R.I.P. Paul Walker. Like just the way they egg each other on, they tease each other. I don't know what it is about it. It's like straight glitter serotonin to my veins. It's like that good, good stuff. Like it puts me on a high. But that being said, I need to be specific that it is action movie banter between characters in the, I think it's the sixth Fast and Furious movie. Mm, might be the seventh or yeah might be the seventh but um when the rock breaks his arm and he's in the hospital and he sees that like hell hath broken loose in los angeles and he's gonna go help dom toretto and he gets out of his hospital bed and he he flexes his arm and breaks his cast and says daddy's got to go to work and then he shows up and they're like oh like we should get we should get back up or whatever. And he goes, okay, wait, blah, 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 blah. rewind. Daddy's got to go to work. Don't like that. That's where I'm like, mm, didn't love that. Wasn't banter. That was just like a silly, extra fluffy line. But when he shows up and he's helping out and Letty is like, oh my gosh, we should wait for backup. Or like, I don't think she used the word cavalry. I'm pretty sure she used the word backup, but you know, honestly, maybe she used the word cavalry because the rock responds and he's like, woman, I am the cavalry. Love that. So just a quick juxtaposition there. You know, the daddy's got to go to work. Blech, didn't love it. Woman, I am the cavalry. Gold. Serotonin coursing through my veins. I just, I love the banter. I love the sass. I love the dynamics between Ludacris and Ronan. Oh my gosh. So good. Am I going to watch all the Fast and Furious movies this week? Maybe. Maybe I will. Um, so that's something that I will never stop loving and liking. I'm sure it's in other action movies. The Fast and Furious ones are obviously just the ones that stand out the most because they are the best. Um, something else that I'm loving and liking is Golden Hour. In my phone, I wrote Sepia Hour because if you remember the golden age of Instagram when everyone was doing Sepia Tone in like 2011, 
I love that time of day. Like, and I don't always catch it. I don't know if it's even there every single day because sometimes I swear it doesn't doesn't happen. So maybe it has to do with the setting of the sun in the right angle at the right time with the right amount of cloud coverage. But golden hour is so beautiful. <laughs> like, it just is so beautiful. <laughs> I'm thinking about the different times I've like, I've caught it or experienced it. And I always try to take pictures. I always try to document it. And you can't. Like, it's really just one of those things that you have to see with your own eyes. Because no camera will do justice, no matter if you use the sepia Instagram filter or not. It is just so pretty. And the whole world is bathed in that yellow gold glow. And it makes the most mundane things look gorgeous. Like, looking out my window and there's cars parked on the street. But if it's golden hour, I'm like, oh, look how beautiful it is. <laughs> And it's the same image. It's just cars parked on the street. But something about it being golden outside changes the whole dynamic of the view. And I love golden hour. And because I wrote this one in my phone a couple weeks ago, but it still applies today. Still slaps. Um, A cold, I wrote down a cold mother effing breeze. Because I wrote this in my phone probably three weeks ago now when Edmonton was going through a heat wave and every day it was like 38 degrees feels like 40 sometimes even 40 degrees celsius um pause while I check out what that would be in Fahrenheit for you Americans because I know you're out there and for those of you that can do the math in your head of the celsius to Fahrenheit conversion and you're already like wow Becky we've already figured this out like move on I don't, it's not me. So sorry, I'm going to tell you anyways. Uh, 40 degrees Celsius is 104 degrees Fahrenheit. So who knows, maybe that's an average summer for you people in Arizona. But for us in Edmonton, it was treacherous. And it went on for a straight week. And there was one night we went on our nightly walk because it was like, you know, 35. It wasn't 40. So we're like, oh, let's take advantage of this and get out of the house because our house was feeling like hot stew anyways. And there was a storm rolling in and you could hear thunder in the distance. And then a cold breeze came and oh my gosh, I have never been so attracted to mother nature. And then in that moment, like I was giddy, I was like a giddy little kid. Like, oh my gosh, it's a cold breeze. Did you feel it? Did you feel it? Did you feel it? Like it was so welcome after such a hot week and it was so refreshing and just mm, can't say enough good things about a well-placed cold breeze especially at the end of a heat wave <sighs> well guys this has been fun I do enjoy just rambling to you in my microphone from my bed it's kind of the most comfortable way to record pajamas on messy top bun don't have to look good for anyone not opposed do, en- do enjoy this um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and as always don't forget to check us out on hey I like you underscore podcast and if you feel so inclined please share with your friends please share in your stories what you're liking about our podcast what you've been liking in the week and tag us so we can share it with others I definitely started this as a passion project and I'm working on just enjoying the experience and getting the success out of it that I am and every now and then I'm like oh I just, I wish I could do more. I wish I could have it be better. I wish I could bring more listeners in. 
And I think that's just going to be a natural thing because we live in a world of like immediate gratification and validation. And so bear with me while I struggle with that issue my, on my own. But in the meantime, just know that I'm so glad for each and every one of you that's here. And if you should feel so inclined, please share us with your friends. Um, I'm going to be putting a question box up this week just to get some ideas of more things you guys would be interested in hearing or talking about. I've also got some questions that I'd like you to answer because then I can share your answers on the podcast. But for now, I hope you have an amazing day. And today's homework, this week's homework, I hope you, if you have a bedroom and if you live alone, (laughs) there's a mirror. If you can access a mirror without other people being around you, I encourage you all to stand as vulnerable as you are comfortable. So for me, my naked body, she's fierce. She's beautiful. I love it. If you're not at a part in your life where that's possible yet, wear clothes. Wear whatever layer of clothing or no clothing you're comfortable with. Stand in front of a mirror and think only kind things about yourself. If you look at your body and you don't feel that you love it, you don't feel that it's beautiful, that's okay. We're going to start small. You could just think kind things. Like, I have really nice hair today. I have a really nice smile. I got great tits. I've got cute feet. Like, it can be anything. There are so many different parts to us that can be beautiful, that are beautiful. And we don't have to love them every day. And we don't have to love them on the first day. We get to work towards that. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? It's like a little project, a never-ending project we get to work at and toil at our whole lives. So your homework is stand in front of a mirror with whatever degree of clothing you're most comfortable in, but still somewhat vulnerable in, and think in your head, because you don't have to say it out loud. I don't ever say it out loud. I straight up just stare at myself. All all of the good and think all the good and positive things that you can about what you're seeing in the mirror project that push that bathe yourself in that energy in those words and in those feelings and I think it's going to change your day it's changed my days it's changed my life and I want to start doing that with all of you so let's do that let's let's participate in some mirror gazing this week and in the meantime just know that I love you and I like you and remember that you are so worthy of love, be it friendship, be it romantic, be it love from yourself. You are worthy of it. You deserve it. And we're going to get there together. Okay. Have a good week, my loves. Bye.